everybody welcome back to we are the batman i'm mike and this is matthew uh so happy belated valentine's day uh that's kind of the theme we're going for on on this week's episode uh we're, we're talking about uh the the women that have loved batman uh that batman has loved um uh as a belated discussion of love because look it's fa- it was valentine's day you guys have love matt you've got love i've got a cat you know we all <laughs> we all we all have love in our lives and so we thought it would be great to talk about all times batman has had love in his life um and 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 what we think of how those relationships played out what we think of the characters themselves um before we get into that little teeny tiny bit of news um and it's not really dc or batman related but it's 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 too cool to not talk about um which is that uh the the casting for marvel's the fantastic four was announced on valentine's day um we have got uh and i gotta pull it up because i forget the one guy's name um but uh, Pedro Pascal has been cast as Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanessa Kirby has been cast as Sue Storm. Um, Eb- Eben Moss Bachrock, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, you might know from Andor and a plethora of other things, is playing Ben Grimm. And um, Joseph Quinn, who played Eddie in Stranger Things Season 4, is going to be playing Johnny Storm. Um stacked cast very stacked cast uh, vanessa kirby made huge waves with the crown um bond has been in just he's in the bear which is doing great right now like i said he was really good in a few episodes of andor that he was in um of course you know we we all loved eddie in stranger things joseph quinn really brought a great character to life for one season and who doesn't love daddy pedro come on <laughs> what do you think about this cast matt i'm <sighs> I think it's cool. Like I'm, I always say, and I learned it from somebody we don't like now, but it is true. I, I, I go with what he says is it's never a bad idea to hire great, great, great talent. Yeah. From what I've seen of most of these people, talented Pedro Pascal, infinitely talented has been knocking things out of the park for the last several years. Yeah. Um, My only thing is this, and this is where, it's kind of odd because you know I have I'm half Mexican. Yeah. There is a if this is supposed to be what everybody is assuming is that weird like it takes place in the past they come to the present or whatever. Mm-hmm. How are we dealing with the fact that Pedro Pascal is obviously Hispanic, or are we going to hide it and now we've got the uh, the from the the second Fantastic Four setup? Uh, what's her name? Oh my gosh, Dark oh. Angel. Jessica yeah, Alba. Jessica Alba. Now you've got the Jessica Alba thing where we're just negating that she's Hispanic and acting like she's white. Yeah. I think that's the only thing that's making me go, okay, are we just going to ignore it? Or is it going to be in present time and it's going to be a thing? Or is it like, that's why he's an outcast in the past because of the racism? Maybe. So that's where, that's my only big thing where I'm like, I'm really, really tired of hispanic characters or hispanic actors just being cast as characters and it's not mentioned like oscar isaac as moon knight yeah like i guess we're they just go, gonna pretend like he looks yeah. like he's egyptian and he's jewish <laughs> they, well they, i think because the yeah it, that I, I was curious about that where yeah he's he's portrayed as as jewish but it's like but 
these but also his i think his mother i believe her she was hispanic i don't know it was it was it was interesting and i'm saying and i'm saying this is a middle class white guy so like to, you know <laughs> take what i have to say with a grain of salt but um yeah you know the time travel thing has been rumored it has not been confirmed um i know some people were reading a little bit into the the poster that they uh posted and yeah. uh because i think it was like the nixon cover of time magazine or something that ben is reading yeah i don't know um that we'll we'll see i think there are ways to work around that i think you bring up a good a good idea of like yeah maybe part of what made him so desperate to make his experiment work is that yeah uh he was facing some some hardships due to the fact that he was a hispanic man in the 60s we saw a little bit of that with uh in in loki season two with uh with and i'm suddenly drawn a blank on victor timely yeah uh, where he was struggling to get people to take him seriously as a as an inventor, which granted we know now that he's a con man, but um, <laughs> uh, because of some not so subtle, uh, you know, they they didn't go out. It was Disney Marvel. They didn't go out and say the N word, but uh, there was some not so subtle uh, ra- uh, racism happening in that in that sequence. So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll we'll we don't we don't know who the villain is. We're assuming it's Doctor Doom. Um, could be could be mole man who knows uh but probably not uh we'll see when we uh see an actual and it's it's set you notice the release date on this thing july 25th 2025 yeah you know why that uh sounds familiar the same day as superman legacy oh so one of them's gonna have to move or are they are we gonna have a Uh, a, a fantastic What's, legacy a superman yeah. four the, the first the, family the, superman i don't know how would you combine the, those the, the, super the four super, a super fantastic weekend is what it is there you go, We're there you go. A super fantastic weekend uh good lord imagine what just just the box office is going to explode uh if, 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 if that's if they stick it i i mean i think it'd be fun. no one's ever done that as no. many comic book movies, everyone's moved or things have changed. And here's the thing. Superman's release date has been on the books and public for a while. Yeah. Disney saying they're putting theirs out now. That's them. They're they're calling they're calling DC out. Yeah. They're they're so. they're they're issuing a challenge to DC. And nah. I think I think James Gunn is is gonna st- stand by because they're already, as we know, they are uh, doing uh, production starts on Superman Legacy in March. Uh, it's it was you know confirmed over the last week or so that uh, table reads and final costume fittings were going on for Nathan Fillion and everything. So you know we don't know how long and how long into pre production or what have you they are with Fantastic Four, but they it seems to me like Superman's already way ahead of schedule. Well, and I also like this was leaked. This cast list was leaked a while back. Uh, was that Jeff Snyder that leaked that? I believe so. Yeah, scoop that. Jeff Snyder got that on the hot mic with John Roca. Yeah, uh, uh, pl- plugging uh, plugging friends of the show. Yeah, but I mean, my point more is like they may have just announced it. Yeah, that doesn't mean there's not complete because, dude, that's that's a year and a half away, under a year and a half away for a I would assume CGI heavy project. Well, not only that. Something that comes to mind is everybody kept wondering why Pedro Pascal has been like in a sling for a while when he was at the awards and all that, and he wouldn't say. Now, 
granted it could just be a private thing and he doesn't want to make it anyone else's business and that's fine could be he got injured on the set of uh the fantastic four and couldn't talk about it because they didn't want to announce anything about the movie yet i don't know i mean i'm just saying like hollywood look look, you have one of your characters is going to be a golem level cgi character the thing i'm assuming yeah they're going to do the thanos thing with the thing I, you know what they what they should do is they should call in Andy Circus to uh, since he's already a friend of Disney Marvel, see to get him <laughs> to uh, seriously get him to uh, advise on the mocap. He may already be there. We don't know. <laughs> I don't do know. Mocap on the volume. Good night. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, um, no, no. I think it's cool. I'm excited to see if we can get a Fantastic Four movie that everybody will like. Because as much as I don't mind that one from the early 2000s, the sequel's terrible. That one from the mid... From 2014? Yeah, the one from 2014 is atrocious. I've never seen a movie just universally hated quite like that that (laughs) remake for 2014-2015. Look, I am on the record on numerous... There's numerous places on the internet you can find me saying this. I do not think a live-action Fantastic Four is doable. I think the concept of the Fantastic Four is just so comic booky that it just like to me the Fantastic Four is 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 almost in the same. It's just it's just too too cliche. It's too it's it's too cheesy. It's too campy. I don't. And and again, like I understand we live in a world where we've had three banger uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you know, I'm aware of that, Uh, but this, I don't know, it just feels, it feels too, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it, so I, I like this cast a lot until I start hearing anything about writers and directors um, and villain casting, uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic from the cast alone, but that's about all I can give you. Yeah. Well, I think what we've seen, especially over the last two, two, three years is the comic movies have not been much different. It just seems like they're rehashing. Yeah. You're going to have to do something completely different to make this work. It can't be like anything else you guys have done in the past. It's got to be something completely different. I think that's the challenge. And Fingers crossed with what has happened with Daredevil's show. I'm hoping they do that across the board and they take this seriously and do it right. And if that's the case, cool. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I would love to be proven wrong. So uh let's let's hop into this into this main topic now, Matt. Um, you know, Batman has loved a lot in his life. And um you know, sometimes the relationships are great. Sometimes the relationships happen on a rooftop just to make your movie feature length. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's let's start off with kind of probably the smallest and uh, not smallest Romans, but just the least represented. Let's start off with uh, Andrea Beaumont, who is uh, introduced to us in Batman uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Um, as this f- old flame uh, who has now become a ghoulish uh, serial killer, really. 
Yeah. Um, and it's a character that was honestly, I think, a little ahead of its time and um, is now getting added into mainstream DC comics uh, a bit more. Um, and but yeah, I quite enjoy this and I'm glad we're getting more of Andrea Phantasm in, in the Batman lore now. You and I have, when we've talked about, you know, Matt, a part two of Matt Reeves, we both were like, yeah, get, I think we said, I think it was, I think it was Karen Gillan. We said like, get her in there as Andrea Beaumont, uh, as the phantasm for, for Robert Pattinson's Batman. Uh, it's a, it's a really cool character. And I, I'm, I, I hope we get, give her kind of the Harley Quinn treatment and really make her more of a mainstream, not mainstream, but, uh, but, uh, prevalent uh part of the batman lore yeah I, I i really i really liked that romance i think it was interesting of you know because even though batman has had love interests they've always been post batman so yeah. the idea of him meeting somebody in the middle of his journey to becoming batman and suddenly going like oh wait Maybe I maybe I don't have to do this. Maybe I can get married and have family and be happy and everything's cool. And then through nothing he did, tragedy strikes her and she has her own journey becoming a vigilante that completely conflicts their with their lives and messes everything up. And then when she returns, he doesn't know what to do. And then especially, you know, I don't know if there's spoilers for a 30-year-old movie, but uh <laughs> she no. she ends up being the like you said, the serial killer, the villain. So I think it's a really cool thing and a lot of uh, similar to a lot of his romances you have this tragedy something tragic or something that just doesn't allow it to mesh yeah. and I, I think it's really cool especially having recently reread year two and we'll get into this when we do the year two episode much yeah. more but like that storyline is from that book he mm -hmm. does now it doesn't end up being her as the vigilante or whatever but it's there is phantasm. it's the reaper or something the like reaper that. and it's her dad who's the reaper yeah but it, it was it's so it's interesting that this mask of the phantasm that became its own thing was really really based on a comic they just kind of juggled you know mixed the the, the things and made it more well, they they did what most modern comic book movies do yeah is they take i mean that's what the batman did was the Batman an exact copy of year one or ego or the long Halloween? No, but it took like major plot points from them and just updated them a little bit. Same thing with like Captain America Civil War or, yeah. uh, you know, um, what we had. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Thank you. Uh, that's that's the way. So in a way, Mask of the Phantasm was really ahead of its time. Um, as far as comic book movies go, because I mean, it truly was, yes, it's, it's called something different and, but it's really a very close adaptation of the year two storyline, which wasn't that old at the time mask of the phantasm no. comes out. So yeah, it's, it's crazy how, how similar Andrea and Bruce are in, yeah. in every, in every way. They're both from well-off families. They both suffered uh, uh, parental loss early in life, and then Andrea again in adulthood. Um, they both, you know, it's just they. There, he. I think that's part of the reason why he he falls for her so hard is because she's like one one of the only people in the world who truly gets him. Yeah, 
and for just a brief moment um it was able to uh make him say hey maybe i am allowed to just have a life like what what would my parents be okay with and which oh god that movie's so good <laughs> i was i'm now i'm now th- picture picturing the scene in my head yeah. of him at the grave in the rain and i'm hearing kevin conroy and oh my god um all right let's let's take it then to a more modern ish uh relationship uh modern in that it's only really a few couple decades old and that's his relationship with diana wonder woman um this is something that really came out of uh you know justice league unlimited and a little bit of a little little bit of the comics around then too um and it's become a bigger ship for people in the years since i've never been as on board with this one personally to me it just never i don't know i never got that between the two of them Uh, i don't know what do you think matt i think wonder woman and batman makes so much more sense than wonder woman and superman and i think because you've got a trained warrior and a trained detective you Mm -hmm. have these these warriors these because look superman is a defender yeah he is not a warrior Mm -hmm. traditionally you know, Superman's never the guy who's going to go out and attack something to make sure something doesn't happen. No, that's why his that's why his logo is in the shape of a shield. Yeah, that's why so, Captain America carries a shield because they're because Cap Cap and Super are one for one. Yeah, so I think it's one of those things I never put together, and then when they started doing it in Justice League in the second season, it was just one of those like that that actually makes sense. When you get into that personality mm-hmm. type, I also also know that Batman's also the kind of person that's like, but if this goes bad, this would be horribly, horribly wrong. Well, yeah, that's you get that in that episode of Justice League when he's like, yeah, number one, dating within the team never works. Look at you know, look at look at yeah. John and and Shaira. Number two, you're an Amazon, you're an immortal warrior princess. I'm a rich kid with mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> serious serious issues serious serious issues yeah um i here's what i will say because the characterization of batman and wonder woman in that show is so good between especially with kevin and um shit susan eisenberg thank you susan eisenberg um i bought it more with them than i have anywhere else yeah they had chemistry they had chemistry the two of them together their their presentations of those characters had chemistry but that presentation of wonder woman was so much different than how wonder woman is typically presented and usually in the times where it and usually the times where she's presented as a love interest of Batman, I don't think their characterizations jive quite as well. But it's also not super common. It you know usually Wonder Woman is either like you said Superman or it's just you know doing whatever. Yeah, um, I th- I think they start playing with it in the comic about a year or two before New Fifty Two, and then yeah. of course once New Fifty Two hits. It just they completely lean into Superman and Wonder Woman, which had yeah. some cool stories because that Superman's also completely different. Yeah, like that Superman, I'm a little more into like rookie Superman who's a who's a prick. Yeah, probably would be a little more interesting for a Wonder Woman who is a brick. I don't know. 
He's, she, the, New 52's Wonder Woman is not my favorite characterization of Wonder Woman because they seem to think that, oh, we want to make her seem more heroic, you know, like, you know, like we want to get away from this fetishization of of Wonder Woman and have her just be more straightforward. So that means we have to make her a bitch. Yeah. And it was a little weird. It was. Um it just and also just the dialogue they gave to her where it just I don't know, it just it never jived with me. Like I'll be um, honest, I know you love the story. I can't stand Wonder Woman in the Injustice stories. It no. to me it doesn't yeah. make a lick of sense why she's suddenly be like, Yes, yeah, Superman, let's kill everybody. Fuck yeah. them. Like, whoa, calm it's, down. It's one of those I have to just I had to just tap myself in the brain and go like, okay, alternate universe, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman in in the Injustice universe. Um is not written as well as I think she could be. I know why they wrote her to be his, you know, his number two, but for her, but for her to be like bloodthirsty about it, didn't totally jive uh, with me. Um, But anyway, uh, the way they, I will say that what they do with black and airy in in Justin comics is fantastic. Um, So let's go from, let's go from diana to probably one that most people hate for a lot of reasons let's let's talk about barbara gordon and i know i know we don't want to but uh look this was something that was introduced in the animated series and nobody really liked it but they kept going with it anyway and then it made its way into the comics that were based on this bruce tim universe that came later uh, also not great it did a little more time in the comics and eventually i think they realized okay we get the we get it we'll stop with this and then they brought it back for a really crappy scotch tape scene onto a movie <laughs> god damn it um yeah barbara gordon uh matt I, what what do you have to say i think this is 1000% a weird bruce tim thing that i don't agree with yeah he is the one who seems to be pushing it. It in my it's first brought up in Batman Beyond. And is it? No, yeah. it was brought up in the enemy. It was brought up in because Batman Beyond comes out before the new adventures of Batman and Robin. I mean, not the new of yeah. it comes up before oh, the fourth season of Batman. Oh, gotcha. The fourth season of Batman is when you start. They moderately hint at it there. Mm-hmm. And then it's not until you get those directed DVDs that are kind of the continuation, that continuity that it yeah. starts becoming a little more like, Oh, Batgirls into Bruce Wayne. I don't like this for so many different reasons. Yeah. Um, the first of all is when you don't establish ages, we get a little creepy. Cause she's <clears throat> kind of the college ish late college late college uh early grad i, I don't even say. know if that's a step like they establish dick grayson yeah is in college i don't know if they've ever established that about barbara gordon in the cartoon oh well the only the only indication we get is that um you know in the the story of robin leaving um that happens in the bruce tim cartoon um that all centers around like Bruce graduates from college and Barbara is in, yeah. uh, What did I say? Bruce. I was like, well, yeah, no. Yeah. Dick graduates from college. Bruce and Barbara are in the stands watching and clapping. 
so she's clearly at least out of college so she's at least a year older than dick but you got to remember that means that that's basically like you start you start banging your son's girlfriend i mean she's at most 23 yeah i'll give 24 yeah bruce if if this is where you get it. this again this is where you get into weird time she's in late teens early 20s and he isn't well into his 30s bruce is in his 40s at this point because this is adult this is adult dick right before tim comes in see and that's again this is where you get into like if you go by the timeline established by the dc yeah nightwing becomes dick Grayson becomes nightwing year six or seven this is pre-new 52 Okay. Which means that Bruce Wayne is 25 year one. So he's 33. Okay. When Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. So that means if you go by that timeline in the cartoon, he's between 30 and 33, and she's between 20 and 23. There's like a 10 year gap. So not as big a gap as I originally thought, but But, it's still. It's just, it's still weird. It's also your best friend's daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's your best friend's slash son's, uh, it's your best friend's daughter and your son's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, it's, and, yeah. It's, and again, especially because that whole thing centers around the fact she joins the team, everyone's identities get found out within the span of a, as a day. Robin punches Batman and quits and leaves. And then y'all just started shacking up. Like, yeah. God, because because by the time that gets revealed, he's only Dick's only been Nightwing for a a year at most. Yeah, and see that's where like the Batman Beyond thing it bothered me, but there was no timeline, so yeah. it could have been like when they were later on. She's in her thirties as a cop, and he's in his fifties, and yeah. they come to like okay, sure, some of it. So it's just like really, like time has passed. Yeah, it's creepy all yeah. around, creepy for all the creepy reasons. And, you know, it's just one of those like, look, it was cute when Tom Selleck and Courtney Cox got together in Friends because, you know, no one blamed her. But yeah. at the same time, it's still kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so no one we're no one's a fan of Barbara Gordon, but, you know, uh, except we, we no one's a fan of Barbara Gordon as a love interest for Batman. Let me be clear. Yes. We love Barbara Gordon. Um, just not on a rooftop at the beginning of The Killing Joke uh next one we're gonna go to is uh i think an underrated one uh and that but also one that is the source of one of my greatest uh hatreds in dc uh talia talia al ghul um i love their cat and mouse back and forth i don't love that she date rapes batman and then gives him a son and says here he's your problem now um when, when did that happen that was a uh a version of their forget they they've since retconned that but uh the original story behind uh damian wayne is that basically there was a night they were together and she drugged him to get him that sleep with her and then that's where damian came okay. from. okay that that's yeah that's that's post-crisis redo yeah that's not batman son of the demon no it's not batman son of the demon this is this is that and it's terrible and it's awful and it's disgusting and i know it's again it's since been retconned back to where that's not the thing anymore 
Um, and that's not the only reason why I hate Damian Wayne, but that's a big <laughs> reason why I hate Damian Wayne. That's also what made me lose, uh, drop Talius down some points for me because that also I also did not. I, this just, just does not seem like something Talia would do. Yeah, Talia's got more honor than that. Um, regardless, uh, she's probably the most. I think underrated love interest because of again their their cat and mouse back and forth is 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 incredible, um, and the way it just seems like the only thing keeping them apart is the fact that he won't kill. Yeah, I like. Mm. I'm trying to think about how 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 deep do I go and potentially make everybody mad at me. Like, <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna hit it from this angle instead. Just be mad. Just tell us why you hate this. <laughs> No, no, tell no. us why you hate this. I don't hate it. Yeah. But I think it's like, look, depending on how many relationships you've had in your life, you know, there's so, those people who marry their high school sweethearts. So you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But there are people you meet and it's like, you know, this is a wrong thing. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. And oh, no matter yeah. what no matter where in your brain you're like, nope, this is the daughter of a tyrant. Even though I'm in this compound trying to save people. Yeah. This is the worst idea in, Oh, you're in my room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nice outfit you have. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I think that's what this is. It's not yeah. a relationship. It's just like almost a pseudo primal link of desire. Yeah. And, unfortunately right. right yeah yeah unfortunately like look we're all human yep and like when given the right opportunity especially look look it's not like batman was married yeah <laughs> and she's yeah. married like you talk about two mid-20 people very attractive who are spending all this time together things are going to happen yeah and then unfortunately for you because that's where Damian Wayne comes from. They're not careful about things. <laughs> yeah. And uh oh. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Now now we have issues. Yeah. So I think that's where I like it in that like there's not a weird like oh, I am so in love with her but I can't be with her. It's more just like yeah, you are like so bad for me, but yeah. God, you're you're just you're a McDonald's McDouble. Just Yeah. I, God. yeah. I don't want to introduce you to Alfred, but there's a high possibility he's going to catch you in my room. So can you just never come to my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say there the portrayal of their relationship, their dynamic in uh, the Arkham video games, specifically Arkham City, where she's featured, is very good. Uh, the, the use of Raz al Ghul and Talia al Ghul in that story is great. And, and, and honestly, he gets called out for that. Uh, at one point he goes to save her and and you know oracles on the comms and she's like i what is it with you that when she's around like all sense just goes out the window like he gets called on it by everybody <laughs> um, uh, alfred does too because yeah we've all had that person at some point in our life where it's like you are terrible for me i cannot say no to you though yeah. uh, it's it it sucks um, but it, it's, it's, it's happened to all of us at some point in our life, um, which, you know, takes us then into kind of a similar situation with our final one, which is of course, Selena Kyle Catwoman, where they are 
it's hard to put your finger on if they're good for each other or bad for each other because they're both they're both stubborn in their own ways in in such a way that it puts the other person off you know what i mean they both have something that pushes the other person away no matter how much the rest of them want to be together um but she's also the only one that he's ever actually married twice twice <laughs> I, look we can't control who we love yeah we can't control when you meet the person that truly understands you you know yeah not to go off on too much of a tangent with some of this but it's like there is a level of understanding whom i am that my wife has that is beyond anybody who's ever known me that she can somehow like you look know, i'm not saying we're perfect we get into arguments blah 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 but there are times when she just knows things i'm not even aware of mm. because she just has this deep understanding of who i am let me tell you something about you that you don't know it's not it, it sometimes it's more like well you're angry because of this and i'm like mm. i am not and then i go oh damn it you're right or like, the, like I, I told the story the other day. It's like, I love to say no when people ask me things. Love it. And the first couple of months we were dating, my wife hated it. And then she realized what I wasn't saying was, was it, I wasn't really saying no. I was saying not yet or not now. Or I've got to think about this. And if I like it, I'll come back and say yes. Mm -hmm. But it's easy to always say no. So once she realized that anytime I say no, she just waits for a while for me to come back and go like, okay, well, this. Hmm. And like no one in my life has ever understood that. But she does. I don't think that's the brag you think it is, but. Um, <laughs> Do what? I don't think you're bragging quite like you think you are. Because <laughs> what, what I'm hearing is, hey, Matt, just say what you're thinking, man. <laughs> Well, no, it's more of like, cause everybody will ask you to do like, you know, the, the prime example was she wanted to do this movie and I was like, yeah. no, that's dumb. No. And then like three days later, I call her back and I'm like, explain the logistics of what you think this could be. <laughs> <laughs> but the other three ideas I, I got told, I said no to, and didn't do that because it was yeah. like, Hmm. So Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible person. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but saying no all the time, people learn to stop asking you things, which is whoo awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, well, back to Selena and Bruce. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, my point more is that she understands yeah. him beyond anybody. Yeah. And it's, and it's not even like you would think Black Canary would completely understand Batman because they were... Yeah almost the same kind of training and upbringing with wildcat and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, depending on your version of the origin. So there's other people there you would think would be more, but something about this woman, she just gets him. Well, I think they get each other. Yeah. They get each other. And I think they both know, like every time, every time Selena says like, Hey, just come do things my way just come do some fucked up shit with me and let's just have a good time and just be together he wants to yeah but he doesn't like that he wants to he knows he shouldn't and so that's why he 
keeps her away. And then she sees that in him and she respects that and she wishes she could have that, but she knows she just wouldn't be able like to stay with it. So she, that's why she keeps him away. They keep, they, they keep, they stay apart both to protect themselves and protect each other. And it's just, it's why it just, it's, that's why it, it, it's both the couple that has to be together but can never be together. Yeah. <clears throat> nope. I, I think that does it. You know, as I, are we really at the end of the list? We're at the end of the list, man. I, cause I don't, cause Zatanna was a, just a thing for the show. Um, I, I don't Vicky know. Vale? Uh, nah, I mean, I never, no, that was created for the, for uh, now. <laughs> no, uh, we're not going through all the movies. Absolutely not. No, no, you, I just because she was in the comic before and after the movie, but yeah, I know. Weird but kind of thing. It, it, t- let's be honest, that was just a they put a list of names on the wall and threw a dart at the wall, and just there there was yeah. not a conscious choice for Vicky Vale. That was just the name they pulled out of the hat. I, so, I have one I want to bring up just because oh, I God. think it's hilarious. What in that the the the. The movie they should have just translated to live action for Batman versus Superman. The world's finest three episodes of Superman where Batman in his new design shows up. Oh, is with Lois Lane. And he dates Lois Lane. And it's like, it makes so much sense. It's so good. But it's also like having those moments of like, I'm not, I'm going to be a little crass and say like, bro, he had her. Yeah. They were together. Yeah. And then eventually, well, it, it just, it was just not only those, that, wow, guys, but not only that, but the fact that it just pisses Superman off, <laughs> just that he's just like, are you, are you kidding me right now? And especially now that they know who each other are and all that. And, and going forward, it's like McMahon, if, if justice league unlimited was for grownups, you know, there would have been, there'd been moments where Batman, where Superman's talking shit. And Batman's just like, I could have your woman like now. <laughs> I I love <laughs> my favorite part of that is when he's at her house. Like, I'm not trying to be weird, but it's obvious he was there the night. Yes. And and they're talking. He's like, oh no, we had a very pleasant time. And then he's like, anything about my other friend? Nothing out of the Joker. And it's like he just oh. totally turns into Batman for like a three lines. Just code switches. Yeah. Yeah. And it was he just that like, in the he oh. does that in the man bad episode uh uh on Leather Wings in, in the originally animated series when uh, the professor calls the about the he tested the DNA. He goes, There's a call from the doctor. Hey doc, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Something doesn't sound right about that call. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny to see that's him do the that. genius of Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah. All right. Uh, those are the ones uh, that, so that's, those are the women that Batman has loved and that have loved Batman. We may have missed some. We always want to know uh, what are, which one's your favorite. So uh, if you're listening to this episode on good pods, you can leave a comment right on the episode. You can also uh, hit us up on Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash WATB pod and uh, post it there as well. Uh, we always love to hear from you guys. If you send us a question, we'd love to read it on the air. You can uh, find me on social media at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That is going to do it for We Are the Batman. We'll see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.